Hey everybody, it's Margot. Guys, I'm such a fucking actress. And Lydia. Strong black woman over here. But you already know why we're here. Pop off, pop off, I want commando on public transportation, huh? Oh my god. I love a good lazy river because I'm lazy and I like water. Guys, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm kinda hungover right now. The content you may not want, but deserve. I think I popped off about that. You popped off. Pop off, <laughs> Pop off sis. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> hello. Okay, I'm going to stop. That was enough. Lydia. Hello. Hi, Margo. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Lydia and I have had an exciting week. Because it just so happened that December started. And what happens when December starts, Lydia? Well, you know, December 1st, let it go down as the day in history when Lydia came into this world. 1997, your girl is 23, but, but it gets better because December 2nd rolled around. <laughs> Who came into this world? My girl. Oh, that's right. She was in France, too. <laughs> yes. So we just celebrated birthdays on this podcast. You're too kind. Happy birthday. Just happy birthday, Margot. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Happy I birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. I still can't get over it. It just is another reason why this was meant to be for us to co-host together. Like, our birthdays are a day apart. How crazy. I can remember freshman year of college, meeting you, standing in the hallway with our RA, and finding out our birthdays. We just started talking, and Margo's like, wait, when's your birthday? Oh my god, I'm this. Like, I'll never forget that. It's crazy. <gasps> remember with us, our RA and one other um, girl on our floor. All our birthdays were either December 1st or December 2nd. Sagittarius season is here. We're in here. The it's best time of year. And oh, when you say, do you feel like there's a separation between Christmas and your birthday? Or what do you think? Yes. It's like, I don't think about Christmas. It's not Christmas until after my birthday. You know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. I feel like it's just far away enough. Like, if you could be in December and it not be close to Christmas, it might as well be the first and second of the month, you know? I mean, might as well. I don't know. Sagittarius. Happy birthday to us. <sighs> Thank That's you. That's our rose for the week. Yes. Way. So tell me, tell me about it. How was your day? It was, you know, it was very nice. You know, I don't know how you feel, but having a birthday in quarantine and in a pandemic just does not hit the same. It hits different. And... So going into it, I kind of like leading up to it, I didn't feel like it, you know, it was December and my birthday was coming, but this was the first birthday like of true adulting. Cause you know, I had to work on my birthday. So remember, you know, you grow up and you're like, oh, it's all about your birthday party and the treats and somebody bringing everything. Or then you get to college and then it's about like going out on your birthday or like celebrating with your friends. And then you get to the work world and it's a Tuesday and people send you emails like, can you get this done for me? Like it's not <laughs> your birthday. And I'm like, yeah. And like the egotistical side of me wants to tell people like, it's my birthday by the way. <laughs> no one cares but um our staff has a 
list where you can see everybody's birthdays. So I did get a couple happy birthdays from people at work. So that was nice. But no, yeah, the day was good. My mom put up happy birthday signs in my little office here. And so that was really sweet. And um, I had some gifts and cards to open and a bunch of family and friends called which was nice and we had some cake and ice cream later in the day Yum. so that was really nice it, it was it was a good good birthday good uh quarantine birthday I also my last thing is just that like when COVID started I remember thinking like I don't know for some reason I thought about the timeline of it in terms of people's birthdays like when it started it was around my sister's birthday and then it hit my mom and my brother's birthday and other friends birthdays and the fact that it's now our birthday time and we're still here is just crazy to me I never could have thought that but COVID aside how was your birthday Margo? You know listen it was really nice I I had been thinking, so we just got this new outdoor fire pit thingy. And so we've been having these outdoor fires. And so in October usually is when I start thinking about my birthday because yes, I am that girl. <laughs> I am her. And no, my birthday never lives up to my expectations because I'm always already thinking about it in October. And then it rolls around. I'm like, oh, it's just a day. But, you know, I was thinking, oh, well, we have this outdoor fire pit now and I could invite some friends over and we could have an outdoor socially distanced, you know, little soiree. But I forgot that Thanksgiving is right before my birthday. Well, our birthdays and Thanksgiving made the Roro really come alive in a way we hadn't seen in a while. And so I was, you know, that dream was crushed, but it was okay because, you know, me just being extra as I am, I said, you know what, I'm not going to let that stop. I mean, I am going to let that stop me from seeing people, but I'm not going to let it stop me from having a great day. So I had a lot of drinks. I actually took some pills with my first drink. That sounds bad. <laughs> Anti-hangover pills. <laughs> Lydia's like, are you admitting to taking Molly on the podcast? <laughs> no. Quick for a second. Sorry. Okay. Um, Anti, what kind of pills? Anti-hangover pills. Okay. Got My it. mom had them. They were like a decade old. They probably were not working anymore. But I took them because I was prepared to drink. And drink I did. And so it was just, so my brother and his girlfriend came down a couple of weeks ago. So it was my parents and my brother and his girlfriend and my brother's friend, Lorenzo, who has just kind of become a part of our family. Like he is always over here because he lives in a studio apartment in downtown DC and has no one to see. So he was there too. I think he was kind of like, am I the only non-family invited to this dinner? And I was like, yes, you are. We had some sushi. We had some drinks. We were by the fire. You know, it was really nice. We played some board games. Although my family, like I had lined up like six board games to play and made it a competition. And after half a board game, my family was like, no. Really? See, I'm all about games. Oh, I wish I was there because I would have loved Yeah, that sounds like a perfect day. Oh my gosh, they, they were like, we're done. <laughs> Game over. Game over. Oh. Yeah. But it was good. It was it was a nice, nice time. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a great day. 
Well, we got to talk about some things besides our birthday that have been going on lately. So, Lydia, tell Nothing me what's been talk about except our birthday. Sorry. <laughs> Other than the most important days of the year. Of <laughs> course, of course, of course. Yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted you guys. If you guys didn't know, like, Margot was transitioning and I just interrupted her transition <laughs> to make a joke that was not important. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, Margot. I don't, okay, the other thing is that with Zoom, when two people are talking, you just cannot hear what the other person is saying. Like, you know how in person, when you talk at the same time as someone, there's like that quick, like, oh, oh no, you go. Like, the amount of times that happens on Zoom, and there's like an awkward pause after, I cannot, it is, that is my thorn if we were still doing <laughs> that. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, Margot. I know what you're talking it's about. It's so frustrating because then they always have the pause. Nobody goes after they both go, and then you're just sitting there like, somebody go. <sighs> it is, it's so it is torturous because let me tell you, the amount of times I've been talking to people when I'm nervous and I think they're done saying something, and then, so I start, but then they're not done, and there's just... <laughs> Mm-mm, I can't, I can't handle it. It's too much for my socially anxious self. So, <laughs> so true. Okay, so before I cut you off, you were explaining that we were going to start talking about what? What's been going on in the pop culture world this week? What is popping this week? Okay, there's a lot going on this time of year. It's holiday season. Things are getting dropped left and right, including the Plastic Hearts album by Miley Cyrus. Now, let me tell you, I've only listened to like two songs, but they were really good. So for right now, it's got my seal of approval. Did you listen to any, Lydia? I'm in the same boat as you. I've only heard a few, but I've been watching a lot of her recent interviews talking Mm -hmm. about some of the songs in the album and she's not holding back. I think there's a plenty of shade on there about Liam Hemsworth himself. She, I think is just, Miley is, is here for this post-divorce life and she is sharing it with us in this album. So I'm excited to finish it because I need to. I know me too. She really seems like she's thriving and just quick little interlude is that I was watching her interview with, um, Oh my God, what is his name? Howard Stern? Yes, Howard Stern! Ah, twins! And when she was talking about how she writes lyrics and songs is based in whatever she's feeling in that moment. So it's interesting because he was asking her specifically about a song where she says, I don't, it's very clear it's about Liam. And she's like, I don't miss you at all in this song. And she said, well, yeah, that's what I was feeling in that moment. That doesn't mean it's what I'm feeling all of the time, but my songs are always a part of me, a truth that I am living. So I just thought that that was really cool. And she's just, she's just kind of a baller. She's just really cool. Yeah. I was telling my brother the other day, I feel like she genuinely isn't that like much of a diva or anything. Like just, I know, you know, artists can always show us the side of themselves that they want us to see in their interviews and whenever they're being filmed but she just seems like a cool person that like is from the south and you know has had the success success and knows she's talented but like is just a, a normal person that has an interesting life so yeah for but sure congrats on the new album 
Congrats, Miley. Thank you for listening. Also, you know, we're big fans. Oh, yeah. 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 Hi, Miley. When you see this. Hi, girl. Uh, some other great things that have been coming out. The Queen's Gambit. Really good. Got, again, lots of good reviews. I read that chess purchases have gone up 250% since the Queen's Gambit. That's hilarious. So that's kind of funny. And I think the most important news as of late is, guys, the vaccines are coming. They're arriving very shortly. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm also a little terrified. What is life when you can go outside your house? I've gotten very comfortable where I am. I don't know how you feel about this, Lydia, but when people talk about COVID ending, it actually gives me some anxiety because I'm like, of course I want it to be over, but at the same time, what have I done during this time? And also, what does that mean? What does living a normal life mean again? I don't, I don't know. What is putting together an outfit that looks presentable? What is not having a meeting on Zoom, but face-to-face? What is seeing everyone's face again? Yeah, literally me, me right now. What, what is seeing the lower half of people's face going to be? You know, like in person, obviously, I'm seeing your whole face right now. But yeah, no, I'm totally with you with that post-COVID anxiety. Of course, of course, we want the pandemic to end and for everyone to be healthy. But you know, and then there's a cynical side of me that's like, anti-vaxxers didn't magically go away. There's going to be people that don't get this vaccine. And, you know, we just have to deal with that. But yeah, I don't know, Margot, you know, you hear it on the news a lot. If you could get the vaccine tomorrow, would you take it or not? I feel like if I could get it tomorrow, I would be asking, why isn't a healthcare professional getting it before me? So that's kind of my answer there is I feel like I'm a low priority. I'm young. I'm healthy. I mean, knock on wood. Um, and I just should not be at the top of the list. Of course, I want the vaccine. And yeah, I want to go back out and do normal things. And we're going to be talking about that in our topic today. While they still last, I want to do normal things. But I don't know. How do you feel about that? Well, I just want to say, I know theater is your life career and passion and all that, but you might have to think about politics because that answer was quite politically correct. (laughs) One that some senators and congressmen could take a note from you on that answer because that was great. So true. I'm all here for the healthcare workers, frontline workers, essential workers. They need the vaccine first. If they're not healthy, we have no chance as normal civilians. Um, I do think that I would not get it if I was offered it tomorrow. I don't know. I've lately been on the side of like, I don't want to be the guinea pig. I know they've run trials and there's been people that have done that, but I still, I'm, I'm good with waiting on it. I, uh, if it means I'm staying indoors longer, fine, but I just want to make sure it's, you know, fully effective and the side effects aren't going to kill me. But no, I know that this is a credible vaccine coming out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not in a rush to be first in line, nor should I be, because like you said, we're knock on wood healthy and we need to let the first responders get it first. So, but I'm very grateful and excited that it's coming. Oh, me too. I've been seeing so many funny memes on Twitter that are like, if you were drinking the jungle juice in a moldy, sweaty frat basement, 
you cannot be complaining about what is in the vaccine. Someone else said, if you have ever played beer pong with beer in the cups, you cannot complain <laughs> about what is in the COVID-19 vaccine. And honestly, I have done both of what I just said. So I'm really not, I'm not too scared. I've survived thus far. Who knows how? So that is great. That's that is some great tweets. So true. That is so true. Oh my god. Okay, we got to talk about some things that are maybe not as, as good happenings uh, lately. And this is this might be a hot take, and I would love to hear your take on it, Lydia. Spotify Wrapped just came out. We love a good Spotify wrapped. You get to see what you've been listening to. I think it's great. However, the fact that it's all I see every single day on social media, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's not really a big deal, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just not really interested in what Joe's top five artists were this year. I'm sorry to say it. I'm just not. It's funny because when you brought this up, I was thinking, not, why is this not popping? I wasn't sure where you're going with it. Because I love seeing what I listen to throughout the year. But no, absolutely. I don't care what Lisa, Janice, and Timmy all listen to all year long. I don't have any followers or follow anyone with those names. So don't come at me, okay? But yeah, I'm, I'm good with the stories about, you know, oh my gosh, I, I'm so shocked, in quotes, that these are my top five, because duh, you knew they were going to be your top five. That's for you to reflect, okay? Unless you're, I don't know, I, I go so far to say it's maybe not even celebrities. I was going to say sometimes I like seeing what celebrities' top five are, but now that I think of it, if the, I haven't seen any uh, artists, like singers, post theirs. I wonder if that's on purpose. Like, they don't want to post it because you better be listening to them only. I don't right. know. That was a side note that just floated in my head. But yeah, I'm with you 100%. I'm good with the stories about your Spotify app. That's for you to enjoy. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Also, The Undoing, if you were watching the series, and I won't give any spoilers if you weren't. Lydia, were you watching it? I was, and I can't believe we haven't talked about it until now. Oh my goodness, I've been watching it every Every Sunday, every week with my mother, how have we not been talking about it? I have no, nothing to do with my life. It's, yeah, no. Okay, this is hard, though. How are we not supposed to give spoilers? I know, I know. All I'm going to say, and I would love to hear your thoughts, is just I felt like there was a lot of questions in the finale, that's what we're talking about, the series finale, that weren't answered. I also feel like who committed the murder was just, it wasn't enough of a twist. It was just too, it was too, I was like, did we really need to go through six episodes just to arrive at the conclusion that was already kind of known in earlier episodes? I don't know. That's how I felt. But I don't know. How did you feel? Did you love it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? No, I mean, we're just, we're on the same page today because I completely agree. I mean, at first I was upset that it was only six episodes, but from that ending, now I understand why, because it wasn't really much of a twist. I, the whole time, me and my dad and my brother were like, it's it's not going to be who we think it is. There's going to be some major twists. This is an HBO show with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Like, it's going to be great and and the whole season was great in terms of the acting and the suspense and all that but 
the ending, it's just like, come on, we could have predicted that. And if there's anything we need in quarantine, it's like, we need these shows to keep us entertained and to like blow our minds, because what else are we doing? So yeah, I'm with you. We are not here for, it is not popping the end of The Undoing. You can still watch it for yourself because the show is top-notch quality in terms of the acting, but just don't be looking for like an oh my gosh moment. My only other not popping, because I feel like I haven't talked about it in a while, is Dancing with the Stars. I was keeping you updated on what was going on and then I just stopped. So the show has ended. And I'm just going to tell you who won because it's not even... It's not even a spoiler because she did not deserve it, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry to say. And, and I, you know, just became a Bachelor Nation member, so I was not hip to her, but Caitlin Bristow won this season of Dancing with the Stars. Do not insert claps here. Um, <laughs> I was rooting for Justina Machado, who was an, who's an actress, and she was just one of the, the best contestants, I think. I mean, the season overall was kind of not exciting like in terms of they had interesting contestants but it's been more exciting in past years and I know you know the show just wanted to bring us entertainment in a scary time so I appreciate that but yeah I literally I don't know if I told you this Margo but I would fast forward through Caitlin's performance every week because she was the one that I did not care about at all in terms of so it's just crazy the fact that I was missing the person that ended up winning so I went back and watched a couple and she did great like I I she definitely deserved to be in the top four but uh, she was not my my preferred winner and you know it's just I'm very disappointed you know I I guess I should have never made predictions in the first place because Carol Baskin was gone week two when I thought she'd be on to the finals for ratings so don't listen to me when it comes to Dancing with the Stars, but yeah, I just want to let you all know, if you didn't know, Caitlin won. Also, I just feel like it's a little predictable. I mean, and that's been the flack that Dancing with the Stars has gotten the past couple of years. It's like always the most popular person, the most famous person. And when it gets down to those final four, they always end up winning. And I've just been keeping up with like little clips on YouTube, but I know Johnny Weir. Was I was just about to say, yeah amazing and also the guy from catfish he neve he was great he was great and i was like i think both of them were stronger performers than caitlin which is not to say that she wasn't good it's just i'm like hannah brown won last season so it just feels kind of although i did think she deserved to win because i was following that one she she was pretty good no but i totally forgot about that in terms of like two bachelorette people in a row and Bachelor Nation, I don't know if you've been, you, you've been pulled in enough yet, Lydia, but Bachelor Nation is crazy in terms of fans. They will do the most. So for me, I'm like, this was just a lot of people calling in, which is one of my problems with Dancing with the Stars is their scoring system, which is like 90% fans. So it doesn't really matter how you dance. And really quickly, you just sparked another layer of that too. You know, The Bachelor and Bachelorette are ABC shows. Dancing with the Stars is an ABC 
well, Tongue Twister is an ABC show. So coincidence? I think not. Hmm. But yeah, and just what you said about Johnny Weir, like he didn't even make it into the top four. He's a professional figure skater, Olympic figure skater, and you know, just had clean lines. He knew how to dance, but also like really brought it and and did very well. And he wasn't even in the top four. Like that doesn't make sense. Nelly, Nelly was in the top four. I'm sorry, he entertaining. We love hot in here. We love his stuff, but top four he was there just like there was no technique there was no ballroom he was just entertaining which I understand but yeah the scoring stuff is messed up I don't know if you saw like the way they do it at the when they get down to the final two the judges decide which I guess is some sort of fairness but it gets harder and harder each week so it's just uh, uh, could go on and on but let's continue okay so getting to our main point for this episode, we are going to talk about movie theaters. Oh, silence is golden. You know how they play that at the beginning of all the movies? Okay, here's the thing. You might be thinking, why are you talking about movie theaters? What is interesting? Well, this is the tease. Warner Brothers decided this week, they released it in a statement, that they are going to release all of their movies for the entire year, all of their blockbusters on HBO Max. So the first announcement about this came when this was announced earlier, um, the very highly anticipated second Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman 1984, they said, which is coming out around Christmas, it might be Christmas day. They said that they would release it on HBO Max and in movie theaters. And this was a huge blow to movie theaters because nobody's going, nobody's going. I mean, it makes sense. It's not really the safest thing in the world, but movie theaters were like, we, cause all of the big blockbuster movies that were supposed to be released this year got pushed to next year. So they haven't had any big movies to even show. And, and they said, of course, if you're going to release the movie on HBO Max, on the same day it's released in theaters, people are just going to watch it from their homes because, I mean, it kind of makes more sense. But in this past week, they furthered it by saying it was going to be the all the movies for the whole year, which includes Dune, The Suicide Squad, In the Heights, and Matrix 4, probably their four other biggest movies coming out this year. So... Yeah, I mean, what does it mean if one of the biggest media conglomerates moves everything to a streaming platform? And they said this is temporary, it's just for the year, but who knows? What do you think, Lydia? I mean, this is huge news, you know, that the movie industry or the theater industry was already so hard hit, you know, for the past nine, ten months, but... I mean, all next year, they're literally hurting their whole financial 2021 year from this announcement. And I, I can't help but, you know, feel for the AMCs of the world because this is going to hurt, you know, like, like you were saying, the easier option is to sit at home and have your food there. You save money on snacks. You save money on tickets. I mean, you still have to have an HBO Max subscription, but that's way cheaper than going to the movies with your friends or, you know, all your family members, that kind of thing. Like, it's just, it's a huge financial blow to theaters and it's not good at all. Like, I, I don't want to be so dramatic, but I might even go to say that this is the end of movie theaters. Wow. Which is really sad 
but you have to think Warner Brothers makes and releases or produces the some of the biggest content from Hollywood. And if they're going to HBO Max, I don't know. And they say it's temporary, but you know, ever since on demand has been a thing, people have been able to watch movies from the comfort of their home and people have had that option, right? Do I want to stay at home or do I want to make a, a night out of it and go to the movies? And movie ticket sales, I mean, just m tickets have gotten up and up and up and up. I mean, it's like at least $12 to go to the movie. I mean, depending on where you live, like I'm sure it's more expensive in the cities, but it's expensive to go to the movies, especially if you have kids when you could spend, you know, $10 a month for HBO Max to watch the same big movies that are going to be released. But I don't know. I really hope it's not the end because there will be so much lost if movie theaters close. I mean, starting with the jobs. So according to IBIS World website, uh, there are about 92,000, almost 93,000 people who work in the movie theater industry. So that means selling tickets, selling popcorn, you know, you name it. And the industry um, has seen about an 8% decline per year in the last five years. So it has already, I mean, there have been so many movie theaters. I don't know if by you, many movie theaters have closed, Lydia, but there's definitely been a few around me. So this would be a huge blow to almost 100,000 people. It would mean they would lose their jobs. Just add it to the list of more jobs lost. I mean, at the end of movie theaters, I, it's just such a crazy idea to think, but you're, I mean, streaming is the new way. So this is almost, it makes sense, but oh, the jobs lost. It, it's an experience to go to the movies, you know? That's what you pay for, and, and the big screen, and you feel the sound under your feet, and it's just uh, the end of an era, to say the least, if that really happens, but that's crazy. And, and actually, I heard um, in reporting about this that Warner Brothers and, I guess, AMC or whatever movie theaters were involved with this whole decision, they had been in talks about, you know, there being major changes to next year and movie release and all that, but they had no idea that it meant that they, that it was even a possibility that they would just be simultaneously streamed on HBO Max. Like none of that, that was like a total blindside is what I heard. Yeah. So I think now there's drama even within the business side of things and it's just not, it's not good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the head of AMC theaters either released an op-ed or some sort of kind of vicious statement towards HBO Max. And like, listen, I get it. It's it's such a hard position to be in because on the one hand, I understand Warner Brothers. How are they going to make any money releasing these, you know, million, if not billion dollar projects in movie theaters, right? Nobody, nobody's going. But at the same time, if you want movie theaters to return after the pandemic, you have to give them something. You have to give them away. And I mean, I just think the biggest thing that would be lost if movie theater, like that makes me so sad to even think about movie theaters not being a thing, but there's such a social aspect to it. Like it's honestly, I don't know for you, but for me, it was my first taste of freedom was going to the movies. Like your parents would drop you off, you know, they drive you and your girlfriends and they would drop you off and then come pick you up after. Like 
you had a solid two hours unsupervised, no chaperones, you know, I mean, and, and you got to just hang out and have that freedom. And to think that younger kids won't be able to experience that same taste of freedom, or like if you're going on a first date, right? Yeah. Like, and you're a kid, so you're in middle school or you're in high school. What are you supposed to do? Like, you invite someone over to like Netflix, then they have to meet your parents the yeah. first time you hang out. You know what I mean? Like, that's so awkward. You can't go to dinner when you're like in middle school. I mean, I guess you could go to Panera Bread or something, but that's so much more awkward. I just, I don't know. What nostalgic memories do you have? Cause I have so many. Yeah, I mean, that definitely was like one of the first elements of freedom I had going to the movies with my friends. It was something we love to do. Even now, certain friends, we love going to the movies together because like we're just <laughs> funny and like it, we just, it's just fun. And it's like, I don't know, it's an experience, like I said. And I remember even, you know, you have the rebellious memories. Like I can remember sneaking into an R movie and got caught one time and I was like the goody two shoes so it took me a lot just to go to the art movie in the first place and then we get caught and it was like or like sneaking food in sorry don't do this kids at home but I used to sneak food in like Chipotle like things you do not get in the theater it's not I'm not talking about popcorn and some candy bought at the market no like full meals that then you'd have to eat in the dark because you can't see your taco but you gotta eat it so you know it was it's just like a part of growing up you know it, it, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, Lydia, you just triggered a memory in me. Oh my gosh. In sixth grade, I had a sixth grade boyfriend. Okay. And my entire grade, I'm pretty sure, went to the movies to watch this movie, Ocean, which was all about the ocean. And I remember. It was it. What? It was about the ocean. <laughs> Called Ocean. Okay. It was like a Nat Geo thing. And. My principal was there, I remember. And so I was sitting next to my middle school boyfriend and he had, you know, very dramatic for the sixth grade. He, you know, festered up the courage to put his arm around me. And my principal saw us and she called us out and made us get up out of our seats and like come to the stairs. And she was like, what's going on here? And we were like, uh, you know, we're just watching the movie. Please don't get me in trouble. And she was like, are you guys dating? And we were like, yeah. And she said, okay, go back to your seats. And we're like, okay. And we were so scared the rest of the movie. We're like on, you know, as far away from each other as we could be oh my gosh I forgot about that see how are how are middle school children going to be traumatized by their principals seeing them cuddle someone if the movie theaters don't exist I I don't understand why your teacher called you out on this because she just let you go back anyway so she just gave you embarrassment I think she was trying to scare us you know that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, no, that it takes a lot to muster up that, or even just touching legs, you know, like, oh, like, does he feel it too? I don't know, that's what I used to think. I'd be like, does he know our legs are touching? The armrest. You got a hand on the armrest that just, like, slowly, like, flips up, and it's, like, is somewhat, you know, you try to casually do it, and it's like, are they going to hold my hand or not? 
<laughs> and then it's like, you're you like, you need something? Oh, some popcorn? Okay. <laughs> <No>. Take it. <laughs> oh, wow. Stories. These are stories the next generation's not going to have, you know? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's sad. You bring up a valid point. It could be the end. That's crazy. That's I think crazy. 2020 just couldn't get anything. Then what do they got? 2020's got a, let's see here, uh, 24 more days to just get stuff in. 25. I don't know. But that's the, I need to stop saying that because everyone's talking about, you know, 2020 has been awful and it has, the year has, but it's not like, you know, COVID goes away on January 1st. Right. You know, like, like everyone's like 2021. I'm like, it's going to be the same, at least in the beginning. So why? Like, it's not just, I get it. This year has been awful. It's just like, don't think just because 2020 ends that things end. That you can take off your mask. Right. Right. I can't with that. Yeah. Speaking of things we can't with, mm. shall we move on to Savage Seconds? We shall. We are popping off in three, two, let's go. Okay, you know what I cannot with? I cannot with people who need to control others. Yes, this is about a specific story in my life. No, I'm not going to tell you about it, but I'm just going to tell you that people manipulate. They want control. They want to control other people and they will do whatever they can. They will threaten whatever they can to get it. And let me just tell you, that is not empathetic. It's rude. It's wrong. Have better morals and that's it. Amen. You can only control yourself. Okay, Margot, let me just say, for all my allergy sufferers out there, I can relate. I'm telling you, you don't want this life. I feel I am addicted to Zyrtec. If I don't take my Zyrtec for a day or two, I have a full-blown cold for no reason. Like, how much dust is there in the world that I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, my face gets big. I'm like, <laughs> it's like a whole thing. That's not a good representation. The point is, I'm tired of having these fake colds that are had that are really my allergies is my point. Allergy colds suck. That sounds horrible. I didn't know an allergy cold was a thing. It's like, it's just, I don't even know if it is. It's just like when you just are around a lot of dust or you sit in grass and you have those kind of allergies, it just like, well, full-fledged, your, your nose will be stuffy all day. You'll be crying out of your eyes. And then you gotta take Afrin, like a loser that has to put stuff up their nose. And oh my gosh, Lydia, I was having a tickle in my nose last week, and I had to use one of those like squirt. I like you know, like the neti pots. Mm -hmm. There's a version where you just like squirt it up, and it like comes out the other side. And Did you choke. It was just a. It was a process. <laughs> and like it just it tickled so bad in there, and I couldn't I couldn't figure out what it was, and then it was. It was a time. It felt like I was drowning, but you know. Mm, yeah. I digress. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, on that positive note, let's talk about moving forward. I feel like we need a sound effect. Like, moving forward. There we go. There's our sound effect. There we go. <laughs> we just did it. What do we want to let the popsters know? <laughs> What, what do, we want to let them know, and we're going to do it in a British accent because Lydia started this. Oh, Lydia. 
we're just trying to say give back if you can this holiday season because it's going to be really hard for a lot of people and we just want everyone to be cheery and and be able to give presents to their children that is too realistic <laughs> wow good job thank but, you yeah. i am an actor oh it looks like i'm naked <laughs> whoa <laughs> what kind of actor are you margo <laughs> literally yes <laughs> yeah but what what she said yes what she said try and be generous in any way that you can this is always a hard time of year for certain people but it's extra hard obviously this year and with that my quote of the day is from robert frost and my dad would like me to give him credit for showing it to me and i must admit it's a pretty great one and it says, happiness makes up in height for what it lacks in length. Basically, like, you know, you got the highlights of your life and there's moments in life that are more happy than others, but it, it, it's all worth it because, you know, they're just such high highs that it makes the lows more manageable. Yes. It, I'm not going to lie. It really took me a second there. I was yeah. not. Thank you for the explanation because I was not catching on. But now that I know what it means, it's very beautiful. Thank you. Welcome. My <laughs> quote is probably one you may have heard before. One of my professors, Jennifer Barclay, loves to say this all the time, left and right. And so now I've just been saying it because I think it could be the title of a movie that is this year. It is. Embrace the suck. Yes, that is a title. That is this year. That's great. Amen. Embrace it. And with those lovely little quotes and our quirkiness and our laughiness, um, that's the show today. So see you in two weeks. TTYL. And that's the show. Stalk us on Instagram at popoffsis.podcast and check out our Pop Off Sis YouTube channel. We'll see you next time. Pop off, pop off sis.